What's up, Red Raider Nation? Welcome to episode 24 of the Lone Raider Podcast. Thank you very much for tuning in. I am your host, Jonah Young. With me today is my good friend back on the podcast. Took a little bit of hiatus there. Mr. 210 himself, <laughs> Nesto Martinez. What's up, Nesto? Yes, sir. What's up? Oh, not much. You know, just trying to trying, trying to find the slightest amount of positivity about basketball this year in general, not just college, but also <laughs> NBA, as we were just talking about Spurs a little bit before the podcast. So uh try, trying to find something there. You know, it's it's just not happening. You know, um I don't I don't know if it's necessarily just my you know lack of faith in either of these teams or it's dry January. It, it could be both. I don't know. Culmination of both, but you know. Oh, hitting it. That's what it is. <laughs> yeah, only only 10 more days left to dry January. And honestly, I did not expect it to be this hard, but it is, you know. <laughs> it really is. Last year I did February. February wasn't what well, wasn't that bad. The Super Bowl kind of sucked, you know, but it, it it's a shorter month too, so you know, what really wasn't that bad, but this month like has been Rams? super hard. What was that? You didn't like the Bengals Rams Super Bowl? No, I did. I did. It, yeah. it was hard not to drink it like during the Super Bowl, though. You know what I mean? Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah, it's like it, it's like football and beer just pair together so well. You know, it's like peanut butter and jelly. It's like <laughs> it's like you know you know MJ and and Pippen. It's like Shaq and Kobe. It's like Texas A and M and a November collapse. You know, it's like all those <laughs> things that just that go together so well. <laughs> but. <laughs> Uh, yeah, we're gonna go ahead and just uh, jump right in this episode. On this on this episode, we're going to be talking uh, some tech tech updates from the last uh, last week or so. Uh, I'm gonna dish out our vibe of the week. You know, this is the first time participating in our good vibes vibe of the week, and then uh, yeah, we're talking some more tech basketball struggles. Uh, before we get into all that, though, I want to remind y'all to go. Follow our social media accounts. That's at Lone Pod on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. You can also stream us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Amazon Music, and now on YouTube. That's right. We're on YouTube. We didn't post the last episode on YouTube. We're having just technical difficulties there. This one will most likely be up. So just, just bear with me here. We're going to try to figure them out, and uh, we'll get this one up on YouTube as well. Uh, regardless of where you are listening and or watching, welcome to your sixth favorite Texas Tech Sports Podcast brought to you by the fans that give some dams. Also, um, just wanted to go ahead and preface by saying we are recording on Saturday about an hour after the um, after the Texas Tech basketball game. So we've had a little bit of time to kind of just cool down a little bit and you know just kind of get our get our heads uh, you know get our heads in a good space. Obviously, disappointing loss. I, w- I wouldn't even necessarily call it disappointing. I would say just man, like why? Why did you have to give me hope in this game? Like why? Why did you have to be that mean? You know. But <laughs> before we get into that, let's go ahead and just do some uh, news updates. Uh, this this podcast will probably be pretty quick. I couldn't imagine this being more than you know maybe thirty minutes or something like that. Maybe a little bit less. But uh, yeah, just just relatively quick. We got some Chiefs football going on. Got some NFL action going on. So we're we're probably gonna we're we're eager to watch it too. So just gonna go ahead and end this one a little bit short. But a uh, little news updates. Uh, outside linebacker Terrell Tillman transfers to Texas Tech from Oregon. The rumor he might be transitioning to tight end. Uh, Terrell Tillman, you know, it's going to be an interesting matchup whenever uh, we, Texas Tech now has two 
Oregon players on their team with Tyler Shuck and now the second one being Terrell Tillman. An interesting matchup whenever Oregon has to come to Lubbock this next season, which is a game, you know, obviously we've said before on the podcast that we're all uh, going to work our hardest to attend that game that week. And uh, yeah, I think the Jones will be rocking that weekend as well. So really, really got that to look forward to. Also, the Big 12 football schedule will drop at the end of this month. I believe it's on January 31st is when they said that the Big 12 football will be released. Uh, football schedule will be released. Um, you know, going to be going to be interesting to see who we draw, like who are the new teams that we draw. Um, as far as like UCF, Houston, I, I imagine we'll draw Houston. Definitely get get them on our schedule. Um, I can imagine us maybe getting BYU and potentially Cincinnati. Um, I don't know if those going to be homes or away. I don't really see us drawing UCF. You know, I, I don't know about you or how you're kind of feeling about that, but I don't see us really drawing UCF. But really you know, so. we'll see. Out of the, out of the other four teams joining, like who do you see us drawing though? By the way. Um. Well, Houston for sure. I, I kind of yeah. feel like that's that's a must-have, especially knowing how last year's game went, or this year's, or no, last year's right? Yeah, last year's. Um, probably BYU and Cincinnati as well. I mean, I just don't see unless UCF is coming to Lubbock. I mean, that it could be a possibility. Never know. Yeah, because, I mean, with the nine-game conference schedule, and we'll do a whole episode when we break down our, our schedule for the 2023 season, but, you know, kind of with this nine-game schedule and the teams that you have history with already, you know, Oklahoma State's going to be in there. You know, Baylor, TC are going to be in there. Texas is going to be in there. And, you know, it's just a matter of, okay, are you going to add probably probably those three teams we're going to add in there as well. So that's seven games. And then you got like two more to figure out, like, who do you keep? You know, um, who are teams that you have history with? Like, you know, we, we got history with Oklahoma State, you know, Kansas State, Texas, all of them. So mm-hmm. going to be interesting to figure out, like, who we're not going to play this year. You know what I mean? Who do you think would be left out? So that makes them most- left out. I would say maybe Iowa State gets left out. I would mm. say West Virginia probably gets left out. Maybe Kansas. I don't think we're gonna. I don't. I wouldn't imagine seeing Kansas yeah. uh, outside of. I, I don't. I don't see us not playing all four of the Texas teams. Um, yeah, that'd be pretty tough to leave. The Oklahoma's. Out. We'll we'll get we'll get both Oklahoma teams, and then I believe that makes up already like you know six games, and then it's just those three as well. So, you know. We'll, we'll we'll see how it shakes up though. Yeah, for sure. And uh, yeah, that's really all we got for you guys today. Really, really quick news updates. Uh, now we're going to uh, you know, before we talk a little bit, before we get a little too negative on this podcast, I want to go ahead and do the good vibes vibe of the week segment. That is right. You know, want to keep the vibes high. We're all about keeping the vibes high here on this podcast. And uh, we're gonna start off with just a little bit, a little bit of positivity. Uh, I'll go first since this is your first time participating in it, uh, Nesto. My good vibes vibe of the week is Girl Scout cookies. Finally seeing the Girl Scout cookies at the uh, entrances of Walmarts and Home Depots and you know tractor supplies. Uh, me and my dad had a good tractor supply this morning, and uh, we ended up buying about four boxes of them. Uh, kind of got one of each, you know. I really wanted to get multiple of the adventurefuls, but you know, my dad was one paying and, uh, yeah, it just didn't, didn't work out that way. Uh, but I 
most likely will go back if they're still there and give myself about two or three more boxes of Vengefuls. They're the new ones and they're super good. They're by far my favorite Girl Scout cookie. They're the new member on the block and they just absolutely hit every single time. So my good vibes vibe of the week is Girl Scout cookies. You know, you might call it eating four boxes of girls, Girl Scout cookies alone in your room by yourself. I call it supporting young female entrepreneurs. So really just different minds, different mindsets there. That's hilarious. Now, Nesto, let, let's hear it, man. Let's get your good vibes, vibe of the week, man. My good vibes. I'm going to just touch up on those Girl Scout cookies. My uh, goddaughter is actually a Girl Scout. I did buy about eight boxes. Eight boxes? Eight boxes, but uh, I know nice. I got them. What'd you get? I know I got I know I got thin mints. My girlfriend oh, loves it. So gross. <laughs> uh I know I got some like lemon cookie. I don't know what it's called, but you know, a lemon sh- uh, was the lemon shandies or something like that. I don't I don't know what it's called. But I know what you're talking about though. Uh I'm not sure if I got Adventure Fools. I like them. My girlfriend didn't. I don't know. I, I just can't remember if I got a box of them. I wanna say I did though. Um and I got uh, I don't know what else I got, but I got a lot. Got to stock up on those cookies, especially yeah, since man. a month late, I believe. Yeah, so, the lights are really good too. I've never had those. I, I love them, dude. Like, yeah, they're like coconut, you know, like caramels with chocolate in oh, there. Oh, really Samoa. Good. Yeah, Samoas, yeah. Caramel that, lights. Yes, sir. We got a lot of Samoas. Yeah, is that your good vibes? Are you just hitting off of mine? You just copping uh, mine? No, 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 I was just touching up on like I just wanted okay. to say that. <laughs> gotcha, I, I'm with you on the on your vibes. <laughs> okay, gotcha. You're you're riding uh, with the vibes. All right. Oh uh, man, I have to say this because man, I'm a Cowboys fan. It, it, it feels good to win a playoff game. That's my good vibe. It feels good to win a playoff game, even if Tom Brady's 46. <laughs> <laughs> we've we've never beaten Tom Brady. Beating him was like a breath of fresh air. It's new life, a new beginning. You know, you get revenge from last season in the opener, this season's opener, and you knock them out of the playoffs. It feels good. I agree, man. Um, you know, of, of course, my Saints did not make the playoffs this year, but I will say I uh, I, was, I was rooting for the Cowboys to beat Tampa because I just hate Tampa. And, I, yeah, I mean – I don't think any team from the NFC South this year really deserved to be in the playoffs. I'm not taking that win away from the Cowboys by any means, but I just want to preface that by by saying that, yeah, the NFC South was a terrible division this year, and we were one of the worst ones, which makes us, you know, probably one of the uh, worst teams in the NFL. And, yeah, uh, I mean, I, I will say, though, watching, you know, Tampa and Tom Brady lose um, really was, was, uh, was a bright side to it. Also, seeing Brett Maher missing four field goal or four extra points. Like I didn't even think that was possible for an NFL kicker to do or any really college kicker for that matter either. Like what yeah. happened there? Um, is he man. kicking this week? Yeah, actually he is. Apparently in practice, he went six for six, which, you know, when I hear that, I'm like, he only kicked six field goals. That's it. Y'all believe in this man that much though? I like mean, every week, you know, you know, also, another thing is, let's not act like Brett Maher wasn't in his bag this season, though. You know, he only missed like three all year, plus the three he missed in, you know, at Tampa Bay. But, uh, I mean, 
I just feel it's like a slight overreaction, you know. Everybody has a bad day. Unfortunately, Brett Maher's had a bad day on Monday night. And uh, he has a chance to redeem himself tomorrow. He does. He does. And well, I mean, could is, you? Well, the thing is, why I think Kevin getting clowned was like, these, these aren't, you know, field goals. These are extra points. You know, like yeah. probably the easiest ones that you're going to get. They're not really rushing the line at all. They're just like waiting for you to get that, uh, you know, get that ball up in the air through the uprights. So that's really what they're doing. You know, like and you're I, just not making them. I will say that there's, you know, there's been this thing going around the NFL uh, where the NFL has really been cracking down on foreign substances or like, uh, I guess, like indicators um, that you use during the field goal. Uh, during the game on Monday night, the refs alerted, you know, the place kicker, which is uh, uh, Brian Anger and Brett Maher that they can't use a blade of grass to spot the ball which is something that, you know, all kind of all teams have been using this year, which is illegal for every for every team to do that. So I guess they got caught. Um, that kind of threw off their timing of the whole setup because, you know, if the kicker starts going before you get the ball set, it throws it throws up the whole momentum. So after the first kick, you know, they didn't have that blade of grass to indicate where the ball should go on the ground and – I feel like it just messed with the tempo and stuff like that. And, you know, now that they had this week to practice over, you know, not using any foreign object to mark the ball down, I think it's all good now. We'll see. We'll see. I mean, I didn't really even know they, they really did that. I thought they just kind of yeah, snapped I it like, down, like a blade of grass saw, on the field to mark it. I mean. Yeah, they use a blade of grass apparently. And, you, you know, the, the placeholder puts it on the ground, you know, to know where to, you know, catch the football and put it at the spot where the kicker wants it. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, and apparently you're not supposed to do that, which a lot of teams uh, use something. I, I know there's footage of uh, the Eagles using this white little, I don't know if it's a piece of paper or bottle cap, but they use this little white thing, and you can see the placeholder grab it immediately after the kick is gone. Interesting. There. <laughs> I didn't even know they did that, honestly. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> It's, I, I think it's just one of those things that's like so subtle. Like it's just you who just really pays look at it. Don't even really pay attention to it. Yeah, it's crazy. Yeah. Well, yeah, I mean, uh, I, I definitely get it. By the way, congratulations, uh, all Cowboys fans out there on that uh, that playoff win. Hopefully, y'all get it done. Uh, get it done tomorrow. Um, I hope I will cry. <laughs> <laughs> you will cry. Uh, I, will I mean, cry. you got face uh, dirty party, aka Big Cock Brock, though. Yeah, gonna be uh, gonna, gonna be, be uh, gonna be a tough one out there in Santa Clara, but uh, you know, I don't know, man. I feel like, you know, I I, I feel like the Cowboys are due for one, like due for at least an NFC Championship game pretty soon, and I'm pretty sure a lot of listeners out there will be happy, like if this was the year they did that. Um, I will say though, I I if they if they do make the Super Bowl this year, I probably won't be rooting for them because. I, I just I don't want to live in a reality where both the Astros and the Cowboys win a super win a, a championship, I should say. I, I just don't want to live in that reality. Like any other year, sure, go go for it. Uh, but just not 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 this year. Not what's already happened in October. I, I I'm I'm done. <laughs> you know what I mean, man? Just uh, I, feel- I, I couldn't handle that. I, I just couldn't. <laughs> uh- to be fair, I don't like the Astros either. 
it's, I mean, I really became like before it's like in, in 2017, I rooted for the Astros to, um, to really, I know we're getting super off topic here. I, I really did root for the Astros to win that world series. Um, you know, obviously had yeah, the cheating scandals going on. It, it was just crazy. Me, like how much they, um, like how defensive they really got about it. Just how defensive they got, like any team, like anybody that was, you know, saying that they cheated or trying to take that away from them. Nothing really happened out of it either, which I think really speaks a lot on Rob Manfred, the MLB commissioner as well. Like this dude has clearly no backbone. Um, the, and the MLB in general is a very, very conservative um, uh, league. Uh, even more conservative than the NFL, you know, it, like NBA, MLS, those guys are trying to be a lot progressive, trying to you know promote their uh, promote their brands, everything like that. I feel like when you have MLB and NFL, they're kind of already big brands in general. NFL is a little bit more progressive these days because you do have games and a lot of games in Europe now, where yeah, you know, um, you know Germany yeah. games and then games in uh, um, England, of course, and, and in Mexico, just trying to expand that brand. So, you know. We- I, I just like like when when that broke and when that happened, I just like I I was like really Astros like y'all are getting like this this just defensive about this like why <laughs> like this makes no sense and then of course you know the Astros you- end up becoming like one of the you know more hated teams and then they went to two World Series and lost them um you know and I just I I really could not root for the Astros anymore after that it, they 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 really just you know you know. It's terrible. Yeah, I, I can't. I can't even express it. But you know, it is what it's at that point. But we're not. We're not here to talk about Astros or really Cowboys for that matter. We're, we're here to talk about uh, something a little more negative, actually. Uh, if you're hoping for positivity, that was it. That 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 was our good vibes vibe of the week segment. There, um, kind of moving in, transitioning into Texas Tech basketball now. Red Raiders. Uh, damn, my voice cracked there. <laughs> Holy shit. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I, I might edit that out to be honest. <laughs> um, oh man, that was terrible. Uh, the Red Raiders, you know, now zero and seven in conference play. Mm-hmm. You know, dropping this one to Kansas State. Um, you know, uh, dro- dropping this one was it sixty eight to fifty eight? Yeah, that was the score. Yeah. Um, since we did the last podcast, I mean, they've dropped um, three straight. They dropped to Texas, losing that one in Austin, which was a really good game up until, until the end. Um, you know, just could not close that one out. And then, of course, they played Baylor um, the following Tuesday in in Lubbock, lost that one, eighty-one to seventy-four. And then now losing this one on the road against Manhattan, uh, against Kansas State in Manhattan, uh, sixty-eight to fifty-eight. You know, you're you're zero seven in conference play right now. What do you really make of that? What what really is there to make of that other than you're just a bad team, you know? And I I, I tweet it out like seemingly every week. I'm gonna tweet this out, um, probably for throughout the entire season. Is that Texas Tech's the best 0 and seven conference basketball team in the country? And I truly believe that. I truly believe like if we were playing in any other conference right now, we would not have this record. We at least have at bare minimum like three wins in conference. Would you agree with that? Uh yeah, uh I think we would have more. Yeah, I, I do too. Just the just, physical style, the brand that we play, the teams that we play up against, the physicality of it. You know, it's like when the SEC talks about how they would just smoke any other team in any other conference. Um, you know, that's basically the way Big Twelve is with basketball. I think you know we would smoke any other team in any other conference, and we'll have a good chance to prove that 
in a, a next Saturday and we'll take on LSU in the Big 12 SEC Challenge there in Baton Rouge. I feel like LSU is the only team we've ever drawn in the SEC Challenge. You know, <laughs> I, I don't I don't quite get why we're, we're just always paired up with LSU, but hey, is is what it is. Hey, we'll but take- um, yeah, kind of getting back into this one though, I I I don't really. I see fans on on Twitter and on on Facebook as well, just kind of checking out of this team for the year, and I don't blame them. I honestly can't sit here and blame you for checking out on this team. Like they have done nothing to prove why you should invest your time, invest your intention, even your money if you're going to the games and purchasing the merchandise. Um, to you know, give you any sort of return on investment for that. You know, they're not a good team. You're not, they're not playing great basketball here. They have a lot of great players on their team, like Pop Isaacs, I think is, is a phenomenal guy. I think Jalen Tyson is a phenomenal player. Um, you know, Davon Harmon show, has shown kind of flashes this year. Uh, really, really was kind of, you know, real eh, in a, a yeah. little stretch, you know, was kind of, kind of playing pretty bad. But I think he's kind of seven the last couple of weeks. And of course, um, with, Guys like Daniel Bacho and all them. And you see me not mentioning Kevin O'Banner because he's really disappeared the last, you know, several games. Like, I, I don't really have any expectations for him at all at this point. You know, I, I, I don't really understand why he's the guy got ESPN and all these alerts going on at once. Um, Sorry. But, like, you know, I just don't understand, like, why is it this? Like, last year he had a phenomenal outing in uh, on, on the team a year ago we expected him to be kind of this big leader this year and he's just kind of disappeared. In fact, I think a lot of people are wondering why he's not just coming off the bench. Why is he not just being that honorary sixth man? Um, which I don't know if he was tonight. I didn't see a ton of him tonight. I think I saw one big three ball from him and a couple of little buckets down low. Um, I, I would have to check. I could be, could be dead wrong to be honest with you. Cause you know, I don't, I, I expected this one to, I expect the Tech Tech to lose. I'm not one of these delusional fans that expects Tech Tech to win every single game they're going to be in. I don't. I don't. Not not this year. I really, yeah, not this year. But I mean, you didn't even beat Kansas State last year in Manhattan when they were a bad team, when they were rebuilding. When they, I think, fired their coach midseason oh, yeah. or something like that. Um, no, I don't, th- I don't think they fired them midseason. But, um, but they were not a good team, though. And you didn't beat them in Manhattan. Manhattan's not a place where we really win at in general, whether it's football, basketball, baseball, even baseball. We've had more success in, um, but that's just because we're, we're a damn good baseball team. And I think that's the only positive you can kind of speak on is that we are less than a month away from Texas Tech baseball. It's really the only positive I, I can think of from this, from this team. <laughs> um, Nesto, I'm going to turn it over to you, man. Any, any other thoughts? Uh, I just hope the team doesn't give up. Um, I know, you know, 0-7 is pretty hard. But, I mean, I feel like you still have a lot to play for. You still have incoming recruits that are still watching. Hey, do I still even want to go to Texas Tech? Like, you have to play for stuff like that. Yeah. You can throw in the towel because, you, like I said, you have a lot to still play for. Even if it's not, you know, going to the NCAA tournament this year, a lot, a lot of other things are still riding on the season. So, I hope they finish strong. You know, as easy as you can lose seven, you not easily, but you can win seven in a row. And you never know. Like, if you just keep winning, anything can happen. And, uh, I mean, that's it. Just hope they don't give up. You know, not a lot of 
uh, except for I, I believe we lost by 34 to Iowa State. Yeah. Um, but besides that, like, you pretty much have been in every game that you played. So sometimes it just doesn't go your way. But, you know, hopefully they keep fighting. And uh, I've, all it takes is one, right? You taste victory once. Now you want to keep having it. So that's all I got to say about that. Hopefully they win the next game and they feed off of it and put a little run together. And, you know, and yeah, the season. And, you know, I really felt like that Baylor game, though, that we played was kind of that almost last-ditch effort. I wouldn't say the last-ditch effort because uh, I'm about to get to that last-ditch effort to have just build up any sort of momentum for the rest of the season to really just mm-hmm. build on and maybe string together two, three wins this year. I felt like that was kind of like just that must-win game. And it's kind of shown. I mean, yeah, sure, Texas Tech played Kansas State, the 13th ranked team in the country, on their home court. And they lost by 10, but they were were up in that game. They were up by 8 with, I think, 13 minutes left. They were up 45 to 37. And then what happens? Kansas State goes on a 23 to 5 run, almost like (laughs) just out of nowhere with like six minutes left and you're sitting there going like, what just happened? What, where is this team at? Where is the, 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 um, the plays, the passion, the drive, you know, I thought the, um, the passion was there today. You know, the guys were really getting after it. They were diving after loose balls. They were getting some, um, offensive rebounds. So they're really playing hard tonight and harder than I've seen them play, uh, the last couple of games, I will say, but still just wasn't good enough to get it done. And, it really feels like no matter what, we're always kind of running back to the same narrative. Same narrative is that, you know, oh, you're just like one, you're, you're one bucket away or you're one, you know, missed call away or you're one bad call away uh, from just, you know, getting this dub for the score turning the other way, you know, this, that, and the other. Um, but the reality is, you know, you are what your record says you are. You're 0-7 conference play. You're 10-9 and overall. Um I will say this next game against West Virginia and even these next two games like West Virginia and LSU, this is really, I think going to dictate the rest of the season moving forward because the reason I say that is yeah, Texas Tech were last in big 12, rightfully so Uh, West Virginia is ninth. They're one in five in conference play. I don't know if they played a night or yeah, I think they play later tonight, but so we'll see what their record is at the end of the day. But you know they're they're kind of a similar record. The only team with a similar record than you do. They're at, uh, at eleven and seven overall. You know you're sitting at ten and nine. You get them on your home court. They're having a really down year. You're kind of having a down year. Like I feel like that this game is so important. To, like just get that monkey off your back. Like erase that zero off the board. You know get at least one conference win through um, the season. I think after that I'll be like okay. You know, we finally got that monkey off our back. We finally got that one. Let's just play basketball the rest of the year. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And then also, when you follow that up with LSU, it's going to be on the road to LSU. I don't know how good LSU has been this year. I'll probably have to go and they're flip that one up. But I feel like they're pretty pretty decent, right? They're 12 and 6, yeah. I 12 mean, and 6, yeah. You're playing, but, you know, they're playing the SEC. They're not really playing the opponents that we are. I yeah. think you, you have be- a really good good chance to go out there and get a victory. In uh, in yeah. Baton Rouge, yeah, I mean, uh, which is going to be much needed. I mean, just 
to feel anything, just to feel these <laughs> bands. Give us a little something, you know, a little sustenance here and there, you know, uh, like getting well, two midseason wins. Having a blowout would probably give you some momentum heading forward. So hopefully they blow it. Would, yeah. 100% agree. 100% agree. You win these next two. Hey, start thinking to yourself, hey, we've won two in a row. Maybe we can keep winning every single game that we play in. I mean, like I said before, the games that you've lost, you know, some of them have been really competitive and close. So why not? Why can't that go in the other way? Why can't that go to your favor? Why can't you just win seven in a row? You know what I mean? And I feel like that's just the mentality you have to have. If you go into a game, oh, we suck, oh, you know, we're 0-7, then you're not going to win. Yeah, you have a good mindset. <laughs> yeah. And, I mean, like, so let's look at the next five games. So, of course, we mentioned West Virginia LSU. After that, you you have Iowa State back at home. That'll be kind of a, a revenge game. But, once again, Iowa State's a really good team. They can definitely beat you mm-hmm. there. And Texas Tech has not defended that home court well this season like they did last year. And then you go play at Baylor once again, you know, one of those, uh, one of those games where you're probably not going to come out with a win. And then you play at Oklahoma state. That one might be, I would say kind of a toss up. Oklahoma state yeah. has been pretty good this season. They're three and four in conference play right now at 11 and eight. Um, so maybe you get that one. Maybe you get the second game. We play Oklahoma state at home. Um, might slip uh Oklahoma might slip up when you play them in Norman. Uh because you do have Fardos AMAC back now. I feel like if you if you had Fardos and Bacho, because both those guys were out for the um the game against Oklahoma, the game that me and Zuni were at. You know, so I feel like those two would have made a really big difference maker. Then again, it, though is on the road. So you gotta, you know, uh prepare for that home atmosphere, that environment. You might be able to get one there, uh Oklahoma. TCU's just had a strangely good year, man. And then after that's TCU. Um Oh no, after that's strangely good year at like what four and three. They beat Kansas today. Uh that was incredible. So in in Lawrence too. So that was that was crazy. But after that, I mean like all the rest of them are just kind of toss ups. And that's why I think these two right here, the West Virginia LSU, and then you could just kind of focus on like, okay, you get that momentum. You you're you're on a win streak. You have two wins right there. You know, before you go on, uh, you know, Iowa State, Baylor, Oklahoma State, Kansas State, Texas, West Virginia, you know, might be able to get that one in more time. I don't know. <laughs> but, you know, I, I just think these next couple of games are super important for us. Sure. You got, we got 12 games left. Got to win at least 11 of them. <laughs> um, let me go ahead and ask you this, though. If you are at the end of the season when you're, I mean, we'll say what. What what do you think the over under would be? Like three wins, three big three conference wins, maybe? Yeah, probably. I think that. And let's say which won't result in a winning record at all. But even if you do have that and you do somehow get invited to NIT, are you taking that? Uh that that's that's a tough question. Honestly, uh, me personally, I, I would say I'm yes. not taking it. You you wouldn't? No, I don't want to see mostly because I don't want to see his team play any more beyond their regular season schedule. I I just don't want to see him. I I just can't take it anymore. I would say yes, but preferably only because you want to throw the young guys in a, an environment. Yeah, where hey, this wasn't our year, 
but this is a taste of when it is going to be our year. So be ready for the moment. That's the only reason I would say yes to that. You want to get your guys in a situation where, yeah, it's not as high pressured, but you get a taste of it. You know how it feels if you're in a close game late against an opponent, no matter who it is. Because, you know, in the NCAA tournament, nowadays anybody can beat you. Yeah. So that's the only reason I would say you would take, you should take it. Yeah, and uh, the other reason why I I was gonna kind of touch on that you're talking about like the the young guys and development for them, um, was that if you were to let's say the script gets flipped with these next two games, you you know lose both or you win one out one out of one, uh, one of the two, um, I'd say at that point just go ahead and sit your starters and just get all these young guys on the court. You just clear out that bench. Gal is going to get Elijah Fisher, get Robert Jennings out there, get, um, you know, e- even like CJ Williams, get, get him out there, get him some playing time. Just, just so you know that look, cause your, your seniors that have been good for you. O'Banner, um, you know, uh, Davion Harmon, all those guys, they've been super good for you, but they're not the future. I'd say just focus on the future going into next season and getting these guys some reps, giving them some, um, some insight to stay, you know, to stay at Texas Tech. Cause that's going to be a really big, um, you know, a really big decision. Like for, for these guys, this off season is if they want to stay here, you know, cause mm-hmm. they had a bad year. I, I, I wouldn't be surprised if I saw like at least, at least three or four of them in the transfer portal at the end of the year. You know, would it benefit Pop Isaacs to go somewhere else to like he's been a stud for us? Would it benefit him to go to, I don't know, Illinois, go to Purdue, you know, go go to Gonzaga, somewhere like that where his skills can really be developed? You know, mm-hmm. it would. It would in the long run. And I can't fault him for that. You know, going to Kentucky, going to Duke, going to UNC or Kansas even, it would benefit these guys greatly to do that. And they have the talent to not only go there, but start there for them. And so I think if you were to kind of lose these next two, just start your young guys. You know, sit out your starters, sit out, sit out the old ones. Uh, of course, you want them to play a little bit because you know you gotta you know make the team happy. But you know, I want to see yeah. Pop out there. But I mean, at the end of the day, they're they're not the future. You know, I want to see Pop out there. I want to see Botcher. I want to see Jalen. I want to see Jennings, Elijah Fisher. I want to see all those guys out there on that court. You know, e- even even sitting far dogs, I'd say. You know what I mean? And I know I'm probably in the minority there with that decision, but that's just kind of how I feel. What would you say, buddy? Uh, I, I feel the same way. I mean, once you know your season's pretty much down in the dumps, see what your young guys got. You know, see see what you got for the ne- next year. And, you know, and if they don't got it, we'll try to let them develop it. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. At that point. So, uh, Got any final thoughts before going to wrap this one up, buddy? Uh, not much. Besides, uh, just got alerted that Patrick Mahomes has hurt his ankle. Ooh, yeah. And Chad Heen is in the game, and he threw a touchdown pass to Travis Kelsey, so they're up okay. seventeen to seven right now. Well, hope, hopefully, Patrick's okay. We'll go ahead and tune in that game right up after this. Um, I don't have any final thoughts right now, uh, but I want I do want to thank y'all so much for tuning in. We really appreciate you guys listening. Remember to keep the vibes high, even in these low times. And uh, keep the guns up. For Nessa Martinez, I'm Joni Young saying so long. And see you next time here on Lone Nerd Podcast.